This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Passport Podcast. This is episode 66, Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> so I love that the is Ernest a sequel. Movie. It is I a sequel. I loved the Ernest movie. I've been struggling recently with the sequel subtitles. <laughs> it is a sequel. It is literally the only basketball sequel I could find between the 80s and 90s, by it. the way. Great job. Uh, Not great one of job. the Airbud movies? Uh, well, I think I used the Golden oh, Receiver yeah. or Retriever. And I, they're not basketball themed. Yeah, they're not basketball the first one. Exactly. So That's goes good. On. He's a multi sport like dog. Yeah. Great job. Uh, anyway, you hear them with me as always are my fellow uh, rim shots. Colin Harmon. <laughs> that was weird out where I thought you were going, and I'm glad that you did. Wait, so <laughs> so, so was, that's Ernest's dog, yeah, but it's also dog. like a basketball rim. So yeah, like, you like it? And it's that's a shot, good. rim shot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> come on, come on. We're all keeping up here. Work really hard in these things. Sure. So do washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Harmon. Hey. And Wes Allen. Come on, it's game time. Get your hands on, lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne Knight. So, uh, good. so good. So this Newman. episode, this episode is very specifically all about basketball. We uh, have all shared a mutual interest, or at least a reminiscence of basketball in the 90s specifically. We all were sports fans. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the Jordan era. Indeed. Which was a fantastic era for the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, not just, just because of him, but because of lots of other stars, such as Charles Barkley mm -hmm. and Penny Hardaway mm -hmm. and Patrick Luke Ewing. Longley. And <laughs> sure, yeah. Grant Hill. Vlade Tony Kukoc. We'll just keep rolling <laughs> them on. So uh, I don't know if this is too niche for y'all. Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to this probably were not also into sports, but... I feel like if you were a kid in the 90s, yeah. you had to have at least known about the Bulls dynasty. Yeah. You watched Space Jam. Sure. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff. And you've seen all the commercials of, oh, yeah. of Air Jordan. And uh, there were so many things out there for us kids yep. that were very NBA-centric. So we're going to talk about all those things. And we're going to kick things off with something I'm very terrified of. It's a trivia, a trivia game that we have not played in a, in a very long time. Yeah. It's going to be me versus Colin. And Wes has come out, come up with a few questions mm -hmm. for us. We're going to try our best to get as many as possible. I th what is it? Seven questions, right? Hmm. We'll have seven questions. Overtime? No overtime unless okay. there's a tie. Well, I guess that is what overtime is. So, sure. yes, overtime. At the buzzer. Ah. Uh, he'll have seven questions, and we'll have a minute each to answer these questions. One of us will step outside the booth so we cannot hear the questions. We'll get the same questions and see how many we can answer. Mm -hmm. It will be a competition. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've been practicing. Okay. I've been st staying up late at night, practicing yep. my free throws. Yep. Throwing the ball through the through the net. Yeah, right in, mm -hmm. right in there. And Playing some horse. Doing, yeah. Doing some bank shots. Those are NBA terms, Working right? on your hook yeah. shot. Hook shot, my sky hook. Really, yeah. Uh, doing, okay. Spending some time in the paint. So who is going to go first? I guess that is always the question. I'm happy to go first if you okay. like me to. Okay, Colin will okay. go first. Sure. First pick. Woo! Okay, I'm going to go out of the booth <laughs> right now. 
Corey right now is leaving Walking the booth. Out of the booth. He's opening the first sound door, and now he's opening the second sound door. Now he's closing the first sound door. Now he's closing the second sound door. He Corey can't hear a is thing. a big doofus, and he smells in public. Corey's face reeks of okay, bananas. He can't hear us. Yeah, he can. Okay, you got a one minute. Okay. Seven questions. Shot clock. Got it. Okay, shot clock. <laughs> it should have been twenty-four seconds. What was, what was I okay. doing? We'll pray for you. Um, okay, are you ready? I'm so ready. You ready? Okay. The clock starts after I finish the first question. Okay. Question one. Okay. Larry Johnson's grandmama was a campaign for what shoe brand? Uh, Converse. That's correct. Who was Dennis Rodman briefly married to? Ooh. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Bonus question. Uh, question three. That was incorrect. Yes. Uh, Number three, in 1995, the NBA established the first Canadian teams. What two teams were they? Uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors. Right. Uh, question four, what was Allen Iverson's nickname? Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, crossover. <laughs> you want to pass? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the Seattle Supersonics mascot? Uh, oh. Uh, a rim? <laughs> no. Question six. <laughs> what famous band was originally named after this NBA, or er, named after the NBA player Mookie Blaylock? <laughs> That's no a minute, idea. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the rim one? What's the rim? Uh, you'll find out. Okay, that's true. I want to okay. know. Okay, I'll get out of the booth Okay, now. so you got, no, you can stay here. Oh, I can stay here, that's right. That's right. I forgot I can stay. Uh, you I got how games work. <laughs> you got uh, two, two right. Okay. Colin got two right. Yeah. All no right. pressure, bro. But you got to get two. That's a high right. bar, my sh- my friend. It's okay. Okay. The, if you want, if you want to feel really good, I did get five wrong. So <laughs> that does make me feel better. There you go. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. The clock starts after I finish the first question. By the way, you you got to heating up, but not on fire. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 That's my goal. I want to be on fire. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Question one. Larry Johnson's grandmama was a campaign for what shoe brand? Reebok? No. Dang it. Uh, question two. Who was Dennis Rodman briefly married to? Madonna. Incorrect. Was he not? They at least dated. They dated. Okay. You want to pass? Well, I got it wrong, so it's good. Well, you can keep guessing if you want to. Uh, pass, go. Uh, in 1995, the NBA established its first Canadian teams. What were those two teams? Uh, the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. and the... Uh, pass. What was Allen Iverson's nickname? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Pass. What was the Seattle Supersonics mascot? What was it? What was it or what was the name? Either. Don't know. Pass. What was the famous band originally named oh. after the <laughs> NBA player Mookie Blaylock? Oh, oh, uh, uh, uh. Time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Zero! <laughs> <laughs> From the field. Well, Zero percent. Ball. Okay. Air I, ball. I, I, didn't, I didn't even get to the last question for What was the last question? Um, Muggsy Bogues was the smallest player ever to play NBA. How tall was he? Five... Four. Close. Ugh. Five, three. Five, three. Ugh. Okay, first question. Congratulations, Colin. 
<laughs> he got two. I right. won with heating up. I, I thought these were kind of easy, but we're not as smart as you. We really aren't. And not I'm not smart. even the sports person. Baseball was really my thing back then. Anyway, correct. Uh, Larry Johnson's grandmama was a campaign for a converse. Converse. Colin got that, I got one, that right. one right. I watched that commercial earlier today, by the way, <laughs> and I still don't remember. <laughs> um, who was Dennis Rodman briefly married to? Carmen Electra. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He dated I Madonna. Yeah. But then he married I Carmen Electra. about that. You're right. And I said Kim Jong-un. The two Canadian teens was the Toronto Raptors yes. and the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh, and then they became the Memphis Grizzlies. Dang the second it. one that he got correct. Yeah. Um, Alan Iverson's nickname was The Answer. Oh, that's right. That's what his, his shoes his, were his called. His first shoes were called The Question, and then his second shoes were The Answer. Yes. That makes me frustrated. And then Answer 2, Answer 3, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, a Sasquatch was the CL Supersonics. Oh, I remember that now. And Dang hi- it. And his name was Squash. Ah. Uh, the famous band that was originally named after Mookie Blaylock was Pearl Jam. Really? Oh. I did not know and that. And Muggsy Bose was 5-3. It would have been better if you asked the band named after Charles Barkley, which is Gnarls Barkley. Uh, did you just make that up? I just assume. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's that would so have been a better question. You're right. Anyway. All right. Good job, Colin. Whatever. It feels good to be a winner. Yeah. So it's I feel rare. proud to be your host <laughs> through the rest of this it episode. It was a blowout. It was a sweep. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Setting this up great. So by the, by the way, uh, the NBA finals are going on currently, currently. which will currently. probably be passed by the time yeah. this uh, is posted. Um, probably do you guys the watch any NBA at all whatsoever? Not really. Not. I mean, I once it hit the early two thousands, I really just lost interest. Yeah. Um, just the attitudes of the players, and then it kind of. I don't know. I just realized um, I, I liked college basketball more for whatever reason around that time. I, I don't. I can't really say exactly why, but I just kind of lost interest. Because you live in the South, you have to like college sports. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe. Basically. I don't know. I mean, Georgia Tech, I mean, which was my favorite team in 2004, I think went to the Final Four, and that was huge for me. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. Maybe that was when the shift happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. When I moved across the country, I basically stopped watching basketball. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know. I just think maybe I lost having Mm. cable or the teams that I (laughs) would watch were no longer on local television. Yeah. So I grew up watching Uh, the Lakers and the Kings mm. and that rivalry and blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, that definitely doesn't play here. Right. Which I thought about, you know, giving as LeBron went back over to the Lakers, I'm like, that could be fun to see how he plays. But there's been a lot of uh, controversy around that already. So. Mm. Well, and I, I think my main problem with the NBA now as it stands is just the fact that since there's only five guys on each team, you it's just the tendency is to follow players rather than teams. So yeah, like I can see that. I, I just don't connect with that because I wanna f I like I wanna be a Hawks fan being in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I can't be a Hawks fan because I know all the good players are elsewhere. And Correct. It's just gonna be luck if they get a team that has enough superstars in one place at the right time to yeah. be good. And it's just, there's not enough parity there for me. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's definitely a sport that thrives on superstars definitely. rather than teams. Yeah. yeah. I I only watch the NBA when it's like later in the playoffs, like the finals, like I'm watching the finals now. Yeah. But I really don't keep, I'm kind of like that with all sports. I don't care about it until it's like a championship game or mm-hmm. something when it really matters. Um, but I don't, I, I find it pointless to watch like a regular season game of anything, really. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's just, uh, you know, no defense, people, uh, attitudes of players. I just still can't get there, you know? I it's just miss just... the days of, like, Latrell Sprewell just punching people. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days, though, right? Just choking out yeah. people. Well, around the time, around the time I stopped watching was when Ron Artest went to the stands and beat up oh, a man. Yeah. And then a riot happened, and then they had to shut the game down. It doesn't happen anymore. Crazy, you know? uh, <laughs> Those are the good days, Those man. Those are the days, man. <laughs> no, no, the good days are the days we're actually supposed to talk about, which was, uh, yeah, uh, you know, 80, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Time sorry, I didn't mean to. So, yeah, that was a little bit track. of a tangent. So, uh, back then, how into it were you? Obviously, more so than I was, but what were your favorite teams back then? I mean, the Bulls has to be one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had way too By many default, Michael, Michael Jordan posters, for yeah. sure. I had the cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan Ooh. that he has in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I still have it somewhere. I had the Wings poster, the big wide six-foot one where he has his oh, arms yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That one was cool. That's iconic. For sure. And my brother had the poster of him doing the dunking from that I had that one, too. Yep. And he's mid- in midair. Like mm-hmm. the dunk contest? Yeah. Thing? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That one's cool. Yeah, I had a lot of his posters, which was pretty wild. I wonder where those are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember taking them down, but they're definitely not in my parents' house anymore. <laughs> Wes, did you follow a, a team? Uh, I did. Uh, like I, I've always grown up in Atlanta, so I've always been a Hawks fan. Like from the get go, like early, like in the eighties, there were Spud Webb and Dominique Wilkins. Uh, like mm. I remember going to a game when I was really young. I feel like my dad. That was one thing that he did a lot of great things, but that was one of the great things that he did was he was good about taking me to games and things like that, mm-hmm. like whatever I happened to be interested in. And so we went to a lot of Hawks cool. games. Um, but then, like, later on in the 90s when, like, Dikembe Mutombo and Mookie Blaylock and Steve Smith, like, that kind of era. Like, I, I feel like in the 90s they they weren't the best team, but they were always good enough to get to, to at least, like, the second round of the playoffs. So, like, it was always kind of fun to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I, but I also really liked the Magic because I was – obsessed with Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. like for some reason I just loved Shaq for forever yeah, he got a lot of press in that se- in yeah. that era and like I played basketball from middle school to high school and the whole time I wore number 32 because of oh, Shaquille that's cool. at least in his Orlando days he yeah. wore 32 so I was uh, living in Florida in St. Petersburg which was just an hour and a half away from Orlando so Orlando mm-hmm. was my team I loved mm-hmm. the magic and I liked Shaq, but I loved Penny Hardaway. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. He was my guy. Like, that was my favorite player. I had uh, posters of him hanging up in my room. Loved the little Penny commercials mm-hmm. with Chris Rock. Yep. Um, I don't know why I, I liked him so much as a player, but he was the guy that I just really loved. Um, and then I, I remember having this big, puffy, reversible Orlando Magic jacket That's that awesome. was way too hot to wear in Florida ever, yeah. but I still wore it around and sweat in it because I, I was so proud of it. That, that's another thing. It's just the merchandise and like the uniforms and things like that were a fashion statement, really. It's yeah. like they had such cool uniforms in the 90s. Like well, you think of like the Raptors. The Raptors and, started it. Yeah. That was a huge thing. Yeah. And like uh, even the Magic had great stuff. Yeah. Like if, the Hawks eventually had cool stuff. Um, I yeah. don't know. It's something that like you kind of miss today. I think they're trying to bring it back a little bit. I think they have like retro nights or yeah. they kind of bring back like old logos and stuff. But like just like watching the bright colors of the the designs of the uniform was like i don't know it it was like a positive thing to watch yeah there was a lot of iconic brand deals that happened in that era um i mean think about like just like that was when someone like the multi-million dollar shoe deal started happening obviously the shoes are the big thing 
Um, but even like the Pennies and the Grant Hills and all that yeah. stuff like that. Like I, it's funny. There, uh, Wes had shared like a list of like the hundred top one hundred shoes, and it's like almost embarrassing how many of those I had. Yeah, really. So many of them. Like so many of the different Penny Hardware. My parents ways. would never buy them for me. Well, a lot of them I actually, I, I they bought me some for sure. But like there were some of them like no, I was like saving up money to yeah. buy so many of those shoes. I was the same way because like if you know me, I kind of have a, like a collector mentality, like. Right now it's toys, like I collect toys like crazy. Like it used to be like DVDs, but I feel like my first collector's thing was like basketball shoes. Mm. Like in middle school and like early in high school, like I got so many, like I feel like it was like uh, on routine, like every Christmas I would get whatever Jordans came out that year. Oh, that's For cool. spring I would get whatever Gary Payton shoes were, because hmm. he always had like crazy shoes. Oh like, yeah. He had the ones that would zip up or had like a buckle on it or something. Like they always had like some gimmick with Gary Payton shoes. Yeah. And yeah. whenever I had the new school year, I would get the whatever the Penny Hardaway shoes were because I would use those for bas- playing basketball in because our team uniforms were basically the Magic's colors. It oh, was like cool. black and blue and stuff like that. So I'd use those for my basketball shoes. Yeah, I had the Grant Hill ones. Uh, like It was a later version of them. Like It was the one the right, before, right before the zip-up ones. Yeah. Zip-up ones. And uh, those are the ones that my junior year of high school, I like dislocated my ankle in. And uh, I, I wore, it was like the sixth game of the season. And so they're like, basically brand new i just threw them away i'm like you ruined my whole season like i just got so i hated those shoes so much i sprung my ankle in jordan's in a game uh, it's awful it wrecked the, me. the only pair of nba player sponsored shoes i had was a pair of chris webbers and i remember them because at the bottom like on the bottom of the shoe they had like this like kind of web pattern oh, um, interesting and that was i think i got them just liking the shoe and i didn't really even know who chris weber was at the time <laughs> <laughs> um but so you, I, had, it was, you, it was, you had a five. pure heart about it. Yeah. We just bought things because of the, well, <laughs> the name attached it, to mm-hmm. it. It was the weirdest thing. I just walked around trying to call timeouts all the time. And it just <laughs> Diving into the stands. Hey, calling hey. Timeout. It's not technically an NBA joke, but I feel like it's almost there. <laughs> I, I feel like in uh, in elementary school, like I had the same pair of Reebok Shack shoes, the pumps, the Reebok pumps. Uh, like I had those for far too long. Yeah, and, like, I had a pair of pumps. I got made fun of them because it was like – Pumps were like mainly like an really early '90s thing, but I had them like in '95, and mm-hmm. they were not very popular. <laughs> That's then. funny. So I immediately went from that to like Airwalks. Yeah, I had the the Reebok Shack Gnosis ones, which were like the little like they looked like a Target kind of yeah. like that. I had those ones. I had a pair of uh, I had all of the foam posit ones that were those were expensive too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, those <laughs> were super sweet. They were expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had all those ones, like some Hypermax ones, some Kevin Garnett's. I had, I think about it, I'm like, gosh, I had so many basketball shoes. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Man. <laughs> I did too. I had money bags over here I know. in sunny California. You know how I do. Uh, well, let's talk about the other ways in which the NBA was just so in our faces. And I don't. I feel like I just didn't realize it because I was just a, you know, a sheep. 10 year old um, <laughs> and buying into it. But like, think of all the commercials and, and, and Wes gave us a list of commercials and we could put it in the show notes of yeah. like all the different basketball themed commercials. And we'll, we'll get to hair Jordan in a second, but like I mentioned L- little penny, which mm-hmm. was, which was really funny. It had Chris rock as a puppet. Yeah. 
Um, I had a book with Little Penny. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Just funny. It was, what does uh, that mean? I'll have to bring it in. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> you should. I have it still somewhere. Which I always thought it was funny that Chris Rock did one of those songs on the Space Jam soundtrack. Because, yeah. like, I had just a so, like, I don't feel like Chris Rock was super huge. Like, he had his days on SNL, but I didn't really watch SNL that much yeah. during that time period. Mm-hmm. So I didn't associate him with Chris Rock. So I just knew him as Little Penny. So, like, when I heard him on the soundtrack for Space Jam, I'm like, oh, it's Little Penny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's also Larry Johnson's Grandma which you mentioned in the trivia yeah. game. And that's like super iconic. Like is, I think yeah. he, he even was in an episode of Family Matters one time. <laughs> I remember like, that. Yeah. yeah. So it was funny. Um, and then you had like, you know, uh, Charles Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. Which is like awesome. Random things. They, they actually so made Godzilla like, putting the glasses on, yeah. the goggles on. Over it's so ridiculous. They actually made a comic book series out of that. Too really, yeah. <laughs> That's so just funny. Banking that on is all. Odd, man, yeah. we were all just suckers. Oh uh, yeah, were. And here we, yeah, I know. Here <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> our uh, love for them. Mm-hmm. And then so then there was the Looney Tunes kind of hybrid commercials with Michael Jordan. You got the Hair Jordan commercials, and this was pre Space Jam. This was everybody always Space remembers Jam. Space Jam, but there was a whole other campaign like. Well before that. Well, and you watch it and you're like, oh, this is why they made Space Jam. Like yeah, They exactly. made these commercials and they right. were so popular that it's just like, oh, there's a market here. Let's make a movie out of this. And it worked, man. I mean, yeah. I remember I mean, watching these these commercials over again just you know, for the first time in decades. It just takes – it's one of those things that just takes you back. I didn't mm. even think about these commercials until I watched them today. Yeah. Uh, just like, oh my gosh, I remember these and I don't remember remembering. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it seemed like they I were no all shot for like $16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know they had to spend so much money oh, and yeah. time on them at oh the time. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I remember having like a shirt with the hair Jordan. Like uh, it had like uh, Bugs and Marvin the Martian on. They both had like uh, Jordan shoes on and the on the T-shirt and all that. And the concept of these commercials were just Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny playing basketball together. Oh, yeah. They had like no point. Yeah. And then just like poning some noobs on the court, and, mm-hmm. you know. And then they, <laughs> they, McDonald's brings in, um, you know, some some other NBA stars like Larry Bird uh-huh. and Charles Barkley, and yeah. you know, other guys that, yeah, and also other Looney Tunes characters to hi- go on the hype train. This mm-hmm. was still before Space Jam, so. It, yeah, it's crazy that they brought in all the same players that were in those commercials yeah. and brought them into Space Jam. Yeah, it's Which, like Larry Bird didn't play, but he was in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, all the other ones. Which couldn't have been a coincidence, obviously. No. no, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's clear they knew what they were doing. This was there's this, this was a master plan, and it's like I wonder how likely something like that would happen now because you have to think of like the licensing alone as getting Warner Brothers characters uh, with Nike and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, that that probably doesn't happen quite well, as much. It was clearly mutually beneficial for them, so uh, definitely can't blame them for. <laughs> Saying yes to it. I mean, oh, yeah. it was a smart idea. So Certainly. Uh, then there's, you know, there's stuff like uh, ma- well, magazines that we had as kids. NBA Inside Stuff. That's true. You guys remember seeing those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, like, pick them up in my school's library and, and yeah. flip through them. That is crazy. Slam Magazine. So yeah, I had a subscription to Slam Magazine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I remember me and my friends, like, looking through some of those and then, like, uh, getting, you know, our parents' camera or whatever 
and like just wasting film trying to get like those try to make like lowering somebody else's hoop in their front oh, yard yes. or backyard oh, yeah. and be like let's try to get some cool dunk shots yeah. like that kind of stuff <laughs> I remember doing that so many times my parents were like dang it it's a whole other roll of film of just you guys like yeah. getting blurry shots of trying to dunk <laughs> it's one of the easiest sports to just to just pick up and play by by that I mean I don't mean like it's easy to like be good at it but yeah. it's just like all you need is a ball and a circular rim mm-hmm. uh, then don't even basket. need a, a, a peach basket just something yeah. to throw it in and so I think it, it really reaches the kids in that way, especially low-income kids where you just – all you need is a ball, man. Yep. And uh, it's uh, – I feel like it reaches kids in a way that other sports can't because you yeah. got – baseball, you got to get the uniform and the bat and the and the And balls. you have to have like a team of people. Or... Right. I mean the only thing that comes close to it is soccer, right? Yeah. But that doesn't catch on in this country. It's mm-hmm. kind of starting to. Um, but as far as American sports is concerned, basketball is just like one of the earliest ones that you can just be like, oh, yeah, start just – you know, bouncing it up and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, did y'all did y'all have a goal in your driveway or anything? I did. No. I was just gonna ask that. Uh, I feel like a lot of people. Uh, actually, no, I, I take like, that back. We did. We did have one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do remember that now. I we feel did. like that doesn't happen as much now. I feel like it used to be like every house at least has a basketball goal, but yeah. I feel like most people don't have that. It, anymore. It's often I'll drive HOAs through and stuff now. Right? Yeah, it's often I'll drive through a neighborhood though, and I'll see a cul-de-sac with like it's usually on yeah. a cul-de-sac you see the goal standing. I feel like up that's there. the only place you really see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had one. I actually it was like we when we moved to Northern California, we put one in our like driveway or whatever we like dug the big hole to be able to put like all the concrete in there and that kind of stuff to what had a post and then um we spent the time to make sure like the rim was the right height so yeah. it was like exactly 10 feet and then we lived there for maybe like two or three months we had, like this nice concrete driveway or whatever and i remember i got real zealous one day my dad went on a business trip and i painted like two spec oh. lines on our driveway like mapped it all out like masked off all the lines and everything i was so proud of myself and i was like my dad's gonna be stoked that i'm like this committed to playing basketball he was <laughs> livid <laughs> they're still there to this day yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean they're really faded out but they're still there which yeah. is crazy but. <laughs> i you know we never lived long enough in a house for us to have something like an in, like an in-ground Goal. We have one of those where you like fill it with water so it stays. Oh upright. yeah, those were. Those were um, but then the, uh, for a few years we lived in a house that was right next, like next, literally next door to the church my dad worked at. Oh, okay. And uh, in the parking lot, basically our backyard, they had a basketball hoop that oh, was cool. there with the you know with the lines drawn out and everything. And mm-hmm. we, we often would play horse and stuff back there with my friends. And there actually also was a volleyball court eventually, mm. which was fun. But anyway, I have a random question, Colin. But you lived in California. You had like four teams to choose from, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, is that <laughs> how is the kind of rivalry there? Like, how do you do? You just kind of choose whatever's closest to you, or yeah. it's like, is it like a sin to like multiples of them? Uh, it was definitely whoever you were closest to. Because even in LA, you had two teams, but obviously in the '90s, the Clippers were garbage. Yeah, they were abysmal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were always like Lakers fans and Kings fans. I mean, even then, like the Warriors were terrible. Yeah, then, like yeah. now they're like a really likable team, but they were still really bad. It's yeah. like they only had like Chris Mullen, and that was basically it, <laughs> and his hair. Yeah, and so I think in that sense, it was definitely uh, like I know there's the Sacramento and LA rivalry. Like those teams, whenever they played, it was always like mm-hmm. a bloodbath. <laughs> it was really? like the Gosh. it was like the Yankees and the Red Sox kind of thing. It was just always a mess. So with you know the the explosion, so to speak. At least through our eyes, there was an explosion of NBA pop- popularity in the '90s. Uh, I feel like a lot of it was fueled by the fact that the very first Dream Team mm-hmm. was put together in the '90s, in '90 and the '92 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys remember watching that at all? 
Yeah. Yeah. I had I rem- a poster I, of the 90 I, I had a poster, yeah. too, of that. <laughs> it was, like, crazy to have all those. It was, like, just – it was the dream team. It yeah. was crazy. I remember the 92 Olympics, but I actually don't remember the 92 dream team. I, hmm. I guess I just kind of missed it there. Uh, I was <laughs> six and a half at that point, so – I, I don't really remember it. Huh. I definitely remember the 96 team, though. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And the 96 team I was obsessed with because, number one, Penny Hardaway was on it. So sure. my dream was to find a Penny Hardaway Dream Team jersey. And it was well after the Olympics where I found one that was Grant Hill. And it was yeah. even two sizes too big, but I still got it and, and wore it because I still loved the Dream Team. And then it was years later before I actually found a Penny Hardaway Dream Team jersey in a thrift store. Really? And I still have it to this day. That's like, cool. I, I loved that jersey. Um, and I loved that Dream Team. I loved watching yeah. that team. They were so awesome. Of course, they dominated. But oh, yeah. For, yeah. For, a, for a 10-year-old, man, that was just – it was awesome. Yeah. I remember I I uh, I was on the hunt for the Shaq jersey, the, mm. the Dream Team jersey. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. And – my sister was looking for the jackets that the gymnast wore, like after they mm-hmm. would get when they would get the medal. Right, they had like mm-hmm. a certain jacket they wore. So we were both like on the hunt for that. I feel like the whole summer we just could not find them. They were all sold out everywhere, and we finally found them at some place at Underground Atlanta. It was like a sketchy store, but we b- found both of them there. That's crazy. But yeah, it, it took a lot. For some reason, it was so hard to get a hold of. You would think you would find those kind of that kind of stuff everywhere, yeah. especially in Atlanta. True. Yeah. But like pre eBay and all that stuff. Yeah, it was a different time. I guess. That's crazy. That's funny. The first time that I ever used eBay was to try and find some Jordan Elevens because it was like <laughs> far after the point that you could get them. But uh-huh. it was like I was like, oh, I've heard this place that you can like bid on stuff there's this place on the internet (laughs) that's really funny but my mom wouldn't let me actually buy anything but that was my first experience with the ebay yeah but the dream team stuff i mean that was it was like a big deal in like 92 96 Mm -hmm. whereas now like the a lot of the nba players like won't even play on the dream team because there's too much of a risk of injury like it can Mm -hmm. you know ravage their career so it's not even an honor to go and play on it it's actually like too much of a risk but back then it was was like it was new and everybody was on there yeah of course, the U.S. just destroyed every yeah. team. Mm-hmm. It's just not even fair. Yeah, <laughs> Having, really like, not. the best <laughs> players <laughs> ever to play the game all on one team. Yeah, it was super fun to watch. That's for sure. So there also was something w- uh, very popular, I feel like, in the 90s, and that was basketball video games. Mm-hmm. Even uh, you could stretch it to video games that included basketball stars in it, such as Shaq Fu. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, the the one that stands out obviously is NBA Jam. Yep. Yeah. Which I played. That's king. Way too much. I we all did, um, and this was actually how I ended up learning a lot of players in the NBA was playing. Oh, interesting. Uh, it was playing NBA Jam. I'm like, who is Patrick Ewing? <laughs> my dad had come. <laughs> my dad had the E-wing. Me. Yeah, Ewing. Um, so, but you know, it and always like Bill Clinton, and <laughs> right? Clinton and Raiden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the big disappointment, though, was that Michael Jordan was never on it. Yes. Yeah. And that always upset me as a kid. He was but... never really on any game. Yeah. Because he was a smart businessman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was always a disappointment. But NBA Jam, I mean, just the fact that you could just jump 50 feet in the air and mm-hmm. slam dunk, that's all any kid ever wanted. And yeah. so I just always thought that was a brilliant idea for you a game. You could boom shakalaka, if you will. <laughs> and having... <laughs> Having the announcer, I love boom shakalaka. Yeah, boom shakalaka. <laughs> I mean, is it the shoes? Yeah, I 
I don't know how much so like, much fun you guys got into the lore of that game, but like all the people you could unlock and that kind of stuff. Oh with yeah, different like codes. Bill Clinton. Yeah. 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 Uh, but there was even like uh, if you were if you were playing in a finals game as uh, it was like Bulls against Detroit, the guy that made the game was a super big Detroit fan, and so in the final seconds of the game, if you're playing the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls would always throw up bricks, like they would not score. Are you serious? Yeah, wow. it was like so, like this that kind of stuff. That it was just fat, like that. You could get away with that then. I thought that was yeah. just such a fun thing. That is fun. Um, it was like a random thing about. I remember that. Like so, if you're if you were the Bulls and you're playing the against the Pistons, if you can win as the Bulls, it's like a big deal, kind of stuff. I remember when Space Jam came out. Uh, I got a PlayStation for Christmas, and my mom got me a Space Jam game. Yeah. I love that game. And it was very much like a ripoff of NBA Jam, but hmm. it actually had Jordan in it. Uh, yeah. Um, which is crazy. But you played the Mon Stars and everything. And it was very, I, I think it was like a two on two kind of thing. Same I might style. be wrong, but it was very much the same style. Because, huh. you know, you're cartoon, so you do these like outlandish things. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It, that, I, I loved I rented that game multiple times. Yeah. Uh, from Blockbuster. I loved playing that game. That's funny. To think and about. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about Space Jam. I mean, that that one, I don't know if we talked at, like lo- at length about Space Jam, but that was I guess I guess the pinnacle of every kid during that time, like their fandom of NBA. I mean, it ramped up mm-hmm. with Space Jam coming out. The fact that you can have Michael Jordan playing basketball with Looney Tunes, which we were still watching at that time. Oh yeah, they were still making new ones at that point. Yeah, so um that I don't know, and it, they're you know they're making a new one. I don't know if it's even going to come close to kind of the magic that I feel like that had. But yeah, they, it had a great combination. They added in the comedian with Bill Murray to keep things light and funny. Mm. I always um, forget about that. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's I mean it's a dumb kids movie. It, it honestly oh, yeah. is totally, and it, it, it's very wacky and zany as, as Looney Tunes is. But I feel like that was one of those things. Like our parents grew up with Looney Tunes, so they were able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I remember going in Halloween. I love Space Jam. For Halloween, I was Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. Okay. And I said that to my parents so they would get me the jersey, the Space Jam jersey. Oh, that's cool. And so I wore that jersey. I still have that jersey too, uh, and I wore it all the time. I had a poster of Bugs and Tasmanian Devil wearing the Space Jam. The Toon Squad. The Toon Squad jerseys that I put over top of the poster I had of Bugs Bunny and Tasmanian Devil wearing their pants backwards like crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that era. Like replaced. <laughs> I have a poster story. Um, so, like, um, I had a bunk bed, mm-hmm. and I slept on the top bunk. And Dibs. One, yeah, one time um, my mom was up in the attic, mm-hmm. and she totally, like, Christmas vacation, like, her feet went through no. the, the attic, the floor of the attic, and uh-huh. went through the ceiling and went over my bed. And thankfully, I wasn't in the bed at the time. I yeah. remember it was late at night, but for some reason, I wasn't in bed. So that would have, like, hurt me because yeah. it was, like, right <laughs> over my face. She actually got lucky and she did that. <laughs> I know. It was very lucky. But, like, to we kind of patched it up the best we could, but I ended up putting a, a Shaquille O'Neal poster <laughs> over it. So it looks really creepy that I have, like, Shaq, like, right above me. Like, yeah. <laughs> my, you sleep good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Is it still there to this day? Can you still tell, like, in their house? Where no, it it's not the same house oh, okay. anymore. But <laughs> when we moved, I don't think we ever, like, really patched it up correctly. <laughs> it was just kind of taped and nailed really. I don't know. It was, it was bad. That's why I put the poster over it. 
That's funny. Well, for, before we wrap it up, is any specific game like stand out to you? Like watching NBA, maybe one of the finals or anything like that. Is anything specifically that happened? And the reason I'm asking is I, I remember watching basically I feel like was the game of the 90s which was Michael Jordan's flu game yeah I was gonna yeah. say maybe that would be the one that stands out to me like specifically like, I remember watching that, that live and just being in awe of and they, they can't I mean they milked it man they the cameras kept cutting to him while with the towel over his head on the sidelines yeah. so he's getting a breather and and that iconic photo of of Scottie Pippen carrying him off yeah. the, the court at which the he game. probably milked it a little bit too he, oh yeah but yeah. still, he's playing with the but flu. What an epic was, performance, he's a man. Yeah. That was, I mean, uh, the only equivalent I can think of uh, of recent times was years ago when Tiger Woods won a major with a torn ACL. Hmm. Um, That's crazy. Which was, I, I think it was an ACL. He tore, tore up his knee, and it took him out for another year after it, but he still won the tournament before. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, he tore his knee up. That's an iconic game that I feel like represented just Michael Jordan and who he was mm-hmm. and like the superstardom that he was in our eyes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think a standout game with me, it would only be for me specifically, was when I saw the Bulls live play the Hawks. Like, oh, that's and, fun. You know, Jordan was there and it was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. And it was like a Christmas gift. Like, I, I, it was these tickets were in my stocking and I saw, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the Bulls. And you figure, like, oh, this has got to be months away. It was the next day. Oh, wow. That they were playing. I'm that's like, awesome. holy crap, that's tomorrow. Hmm. So, and it was 96. So it was like in the mm, space yeah, jam. In the prime. Yeah. So, like, just seeing him in person was great. You know, we were way up. Oh, yeah. But, like, um, it was the awesome that, to see him in person. Yeah, the fact that you got to see him play. Yeah. I, I saw him play, but it was when he was with the Wizards. So, it was, uh, like, way funny. past his so time. So, it really doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not exactly something I'll be telling my grandkids. Yeah. I mean, maybe it will, and I'll just smoke it. Yeah. But, you know, I saw him play Yeah, that's after great. his second retirement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> after he played baseball. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, maybe some other iconic things would be, like, when Shaq moved to the Lakers and he was playing with Kobe. So That was a big deal. As a Magic fan, I was so upset. Sure, we thank you for your patience. As a Shaq fan that didn't like the Lakers, I was like, oh, man. It was great for me. I ended up hating Shaq for that. It took me a while to get over that. That's Uh, funny. Of course, we all love him now. Oh, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Yeah. There was a good feud there for a while. That was pretty fun. For sure. Yeah, he was good about picking teams and having, like, you know, a duo mm-hmm. to play yeah. with. With Kobe and then with Dwayne Wade. And, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Which it is crazy to think about, like, how well would Penny Hardaway have done if he hadn't gotten injured? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like that. He was, I mean, the reason he had so many shoes and the reason they even made Little Penny while he was injured in yeah. a lot of ways is because he w- they were trying to keep, like he, they knew how valuable he was as a personality and as a player. I mean, mm-hmm. he was like dunking over everybody in a, a crazy way. Mm-hmm. That as soon, oh, that was such a bummer when he got injured and his career was just like plummeted. Yeah, I feel like him and Allen Iverson just like disappeared. They were like at the yeah. top. Oh yeah, and like and they then just suddenly were not because yeah. like Allen Iverson was like crazy, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just didn't really hear about him. And I think yeah. he like played overseas or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really wild to think about like some of those guys that when you stopped hearing about them, they kept playing. You just they yeah. kind of fell off the map. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, uh, what were your favorite moments from the '90s? Is there anything we missed about the NBA in the '90s? Let us know. I mean, of course, we didn't really even touch on '80s stuff. But of course, we were a little too young to remember the 
the Bird Prime era. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have any opinions magic. on that, let us know. At Pass Forward Cast on Twitter, at Pass Forward Cast on Instagram. By the way, it's I feel like it's really worth the follow on Instagram just because of the job that uh, Wes does. Agreed. Uh, posting, he posts quite a bit. Sometimes know. we do stories. Sometimes <laughs> we ask you questions about what we should talk about on the next podcast. So mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. give us a follow there mm-hmm. and interact with us. We love it when you do. Mm-hmm. And we have an email address, passforwardcast at AOL.com. Hit us up. I believe that's it for us. So until next time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know Dan Ackward was in this picture. <laughs> 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 I guess I'm going first. That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know, you keep saying that, but then you don't. Well, I, I always, know. I always just... I'm impatient, and I just go ahead and go. Wild shot. <laughs> That's all I got. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Later, snorks. He's on fire. Pass <laughs> Ford was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not. Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!